Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And today's Word for the Day is found in Exodus 20, verse 14. And it says, you shall not commit adultery. So this is a commandment related to God's will about our sexuality and about the sanctity of marriage. And it it names probably um, what was in that culture, in many cultures, the most common um, violation of God's standards about sexuality, and that's to violate our marriage vows by committing adultery. But again, like all the commands, this is really a portal into a larger principle about um, sexuality and how we live that out as Christians. And so um, the, the, the biblical principle... Uh, is for Christians is what's called chastity. And it's not a word that's necessarily used in the Bible, but Christians have used that to capture um, what it means for a Christian to be faithful with their sexuality. And Christian chastity looks like this. Um, God created us as physical beings and as sexual beings, and he created sexuality and sex, and he created um, for for the bond and joy of a marriage relationship and to bring children in the world. And it's meant to be only um, experienced within the bonds of covenant lifelong marriage. Anything outside of that bound violates this command. So um, um, sex between a man and woman, apart from, either before marriage or apart from marriage, which is typically called fornication, that violates this command. Um, a, a husband or a wife who has sexual relations with someone who's not their husband or wife, that violates this command. Alternative sexualities, sex between two men or sex between two women, violates this command. Um, and the list goes on. Um, the principle is, um, chastity is, if I'm not married, I'm celibate. If I am married, I have a sexual relationship with my spouse only. And biblical marriage is only between a man and a woman. Then also Jesus amplifies this and goes to the heart. He said, if, if you look on someone to lust for them, you've committed adultery in your heart already. So what he's talking about there is not the existence of sexual desire. That's just a, in, you know, that's a God-created reality. And of course, you know, a person might notice another person and find them physically attractive and you know, a little experience of desire happens. That That's not sin, of course. That's just being a human being and being alive. What Jesus is talking about is, is I think, um, when people fall into a habit of, of um, unhealthy fantasizing, and when they, um, you know, if they had the opportunity to do the act of adultery or fornication, but they just don't because they, they're not unable to, or it'd be, you know, make them look bad, their heart's not in the right place, and they do work in their heart. But if they can get their heart right, then they'll live this command out um, faithfully. I believe in our current cultural context as disciples of Jesus, this is one of the most challenging commands. It's one of the most challenging commands to live um, because I really think Western culture, and it's really been this way probably for 100 years, um, we're just, we're just kind of overly obsessed about sexuality. And it's just used all over the place. It's used in advertising it's used in storytelling, used in movie making, um, and um, certainly there's healthy ways to talk about it and be open about it. I don't think we have to be puritanical or Victorian and not talk about sexuality, but we're certainly obsessed with it. But also we've gone beyond that to a place where um, the culture has a view, the culture at large, that's different than God's view, 
and it's become the dominant view so that if you don't hold on to that, you're really in a minority, number one. And then number two, there's spaces where if you don't embrace and embody or at least vocally embrace the view of the culture, you'll be marginalized. Um, you know, um, and so one of the challenges, I think, to be a faithful Christian in 21st century North America and probably in Europe as well is simply if I'm going to hold to this ethic that God gives, um, it could cost me. It could cost me friendships. It could cost me maybe even, you know, it could cost me in my work. I don't think it's that bad yet, but it could. And I think it's really critical for us as disciples to get very clear about God's standard, our commitment to live it, and our commitment to uh, to hold to it and not compromise it both by what we profess and how we live. I really think this is one of our big challenge areas right now for us as disciples, and it's not easy to live this out well. Um, but God's grace is available, and Jesus calls us to follow him. So the last thing I'll say is, though the commandment, again, is voiced in a negative way, it's really a positive invitation into God's goodness and his goodness for us. That's what all these commands are. These are the pathway to a life well lived. And so, I mean, think about it. If you've ever, um, you know, been around a situation where adultery has happened, it, it never turns out good. It's always a negative thing. It's always destructive. It's a bad thing. So God's not an ogre for saying we shouldn't do that. He loves us so dearly. He wants us to experience his blessing. And he knows how he creates sexuality to work. And so he gives us this guidance to lead us into that. Well, we could say a lot more about that, but that's enough for today. So God bless and have a great day.